0: not how I hoped that would go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Drop at DFT. Your humble host here, Nancy Jundy, COO, CFO, and host of The Drop. And I am joined today in part of our DFT University DFT Talk Series by DFT's billing coordinator, Aaron Rollins. One of our VFX editors, Joshua Pathley, and DFT's own summer intern, Stormy Gorans. Welcome, guys. It's each of your first time at the drop table. That's correct, yeah? Yeah. Crazy. Today, we are talking about coming up in post. And so, uh, DFT has something of a history here where, those of you who don't know, we have Quite a few people in the 20-year club so dylan shidinsky has been with us for 21 years Lacan de leon just entered year 20. tim serta henry santos of course the man himself rami katrib we have people who have been here for well over a decade like jacob tillman people are approaching a decade like thomas galleon aaron white etc etc and fun facts. One of our own, who you will or have already heard from, Manmeet Singh. He still retains. Stormy, I'm so sorry. Got you by two years. Manmeet Singh, we brought on after a class field trip. (laughs) 16 years old. Manmeet Singh. I won't age him, but he is now. uh, I believe he's our senior VFX comp supervisor. And he is a powerhouse. He, I'll give, I'll say that much. He's been with us over a decade and he has been such an incredible, uh, meaningful, deeply impactful part of this team that it's hard to imagine ever having discounted someone based on age. And so, being at this table, I want to make it very clear that they're not just at this table because this is a topic of discussion, but because this is something we firmly believe in. This is a town that is built on. On skill and learning that it's a trade business they call them the trades this is how you learn it's still actually an opportunity for people to grow and learn from those who came before them and we do have something of a rich history of passing the torch and so I kind of wanted to hear from those of you who have decided to choose us as something of an entry point point into the industry as it was for you. And for those at home who don't know, I actually started when I was 14, not here at DFT. It is quite a story for another time. For those who don't already know it, we'll dive into it. Never, but no, <laughs> that I once was in their shoes and I am so wildly proud of each and every one of them. Um, let's start with Mr. Peffley because I believe yeah. you predate both uh, Aaron and Stormy, yeah?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, here at DFT, I predate them. them. Yes! Um, I, I went to school for film, uh, but that was only because I, uh, went on the wrong tour at my school. What? I was a... <laughs> so I was a, uh, a business major, and I went to the wrong building, and they were like, oh, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll take you on this tour, and they took us down to this basement where they kept all the film kids, Uh, And they showed us cameras and editing equipment and, I don't know, just anything film. Uh, And I landed, or at the end of the tour, uh, I landed in the coloring bay where a guy was painting a sunset on a student film. And it was like the middle of the day. Uh, And I didn't know that that was even possible. So I was like, I don't know what the hell this is, but I want to do this. (laughs) Uh, So I changed my major. What was it? What?
0: What was your major?
1: What did you... Uh, Marketing. It was uh, some random general business. (laughs) uh, Make some money someday. I didn't really know what I was doing. uh, But when I stepped into that room, the coloring room, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Like this. I want to do this. I don't know how it's possible. Um, And my parents were like, sure, kid, sure. God love them. So, yeah, I went to school uh, and then... By like the second year, I was freelancing and just working on commercial gigs, and uh, and finishing up my career and then or my my college career, um, and then I graduated uh, March of twenty twenty. So nothing
0: oh, terrible happened. Funsies. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was a it was not a great time to enter the industry um, or
0: any industry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was a little bit of a, a buffer room. And then, um, I, I, I did dailies and, uh, like colored through DaVinci Resolve. So I found a job posting, uh, of DFT and applied, got a call from Renita. Now at the time I was, I was, uh, living in Philadelphia. So I was on the East coast, um, and the job was for a local position. So it was like, Hey kid. he went
0: after it anyway yeah
1: and uh yeah two and a half years later here i am it all uh it all kind of worked out um yeah (laughs) i'm glad
2: you're here
0: yeah
1: (laughs) thanks for having
0: yeah and i will say i think i said that this was uh everyone's first time at the table uh and that is true for you but this does mark your third episode of the drop oh
1: yeah. yeah yeah
0: you were on lasso vfx Mm-hmm. And VFX editorial for the Academy. Yeah. For Umbrella Academy. But truly, this is still your first experience the, at the table. Of the set. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm when we filmed Lasso, it was a set out back. Yeah. Umbrella was a zoom.
1: Hey, different times. I love here it. Here we are.
0: You've been on a journey. Hey.
1: It, <laughs> I love it. it. It always is.
0: I love it, it. It's been good. All right. Next up. Aaron oh gosh,
2: I accidentally fell into this. Kind of like how Peffley did.
0: Did you recover? Oh my
2: gosh, yeah. I okay, think I recovered well. Um, so I similar to Peffley, I went to school for uh not this at all. Not billing, not posts, not anything like that. I went for uh teaching. I started as middle childhood and then I went to oh no, I started early childhood and then I went to middle childhood. And then I didn't want to do either anymore, so I went to youth and child studies with the specialization of technology integration in the classroom. I don't know what you can do with that. Five, I was told I have. I was told they said
1: to specialize, and you did.
2: Yes, I was told that I in with that career I could write curriculum that that would help teachers integrate classroom, uh, technology into the classroom for students who need it for, like, learning disabilities or just to, like, make teaching a lesson more fun or just, like, because we're entering more and more into the technology age where things are getting better and, like, more high tech. It's just that's what my job would be. It would be, like, physically, this is what you can do to teach this. Um, I didn't want to do that. I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. I was like, I still want to work with kids because I loved it. I was working with some foster kids. I was doing like I was a Sunday school teacher. I had been for like years and I and I liked that part. It was just, I didn't like where education was going. So I, Nancy, uh, she's my godmother, um, she posted on Facebook that they were looking for a front desk person. And my mom was like, well, you, you should do it. And I was like, I don't, th- I don't th- <laughs> Nah, nah. No, I won't do that. Um, but then I called her one day to tell her about a, a mural gig that I got. And she goes, great. And then after you're done doing that, you'll come out and work at DFT. And I was like, wait, what? And I didn't take her serious. I didn't think she was being, I think, didn't think she was being serious. And then I had to go back to my mom and say, is, is that real? And she goes, yeah, you should do it. And so then I texted her. And I was like, hey, is this serious? And she's like, yeah. And it took me like a week. It took me like a week to say to myself, okay, I'm going to go do this because work- <laughs> yeah. it was you met
1: Nancy? Of course it was
2: serious. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're right. No. Um, but I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings at the time, and it was uh, a co worker of mine who actually. So it was
1: a toss up between DFT and Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> no
2: talk about between dmt and literally just like desperately trying to figure out what to do with my life okay um i think i made the good decision um but it was a coworker of mine that I actually went to high school with and um she was like do you really want to lay on your deathbed and not like and like think yeah
0: I that w- was what? a hard no. dark right no literally turn. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> made, it made You'll me feel <laughs> <She's>
2: like <laughs> It made the effect hard on me age enough. 20. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Oh yeah. It's I was twenty years old at the time. It's hard out here, man. <laughs> it's hard. But she she told me, she's like, Do you really want to be on your deathbed in the future and say what what if what would have happened if I had done that? You don't she's like, You don't want that what if. Just do it. So I went to the back. Desolate hallways of Buffalo Wild Wings, and I called Nancy and I said, "Hey, I'm serious and I want to do it." (laughs) And then I then I did it, and I was out here. I started at the front desk, and then I moved. I decided after like what five or six months that I didn't want to live in LA anymore, but I really, really liked DFT for some reason. I missed Ohio, Um, and then there were. It was Aaron White that was like, "Look, you can do Daly's assistant from." virtual i know you can do it i believe in you and i was like are you sure um (laughs) and she was like yeah you can you can do it i believe in you and i was doing dailies and i didn't i didn't jihaw with dailies very well so then i moved on to billing but i loved billing i love the billing aspect of dailies um so then they were like here do billing and i was like okay yeah and i love it it's so much fun it's like i was worried that there was going to be too much math
0: but there's not it's really fun all right whoop 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 stormy oh bring in the yeah bringing in the high school contingency <laughs> i think only you and man hold that distinction yeah, yeah. i'm honored <laughs> i mean i'm honored i will say man has had quite a track record and oh yeah you did come in like thunder <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> by the way i know my name's stormy how cool is that oh
3: i
1: didn't oh. know wasn't even intended oh. my what god even- oh I
3: the
2: thunder.
3: Okay. All right. The, the lightning, the thunder. Okay. Tell okay. Us everything. Tell so us everything. my path to DFT is kind of crazy. I always considered myself more of a student athlete. Um, I played sports most of my life, uh, starting from when I was probably four years old, I was thrown into everything you could think of. I ended up being a gymnast for seven years of my life. When I turned 12, the rest is history with volleyball. Um, that's what I originally pushed all in my energy into, besides school, into hopefully becoming a student athlete at a D1 college. Um, it's funny how where life leads you and like what your purpose is because, other than sports, I definitely knew that I was more of a creative kid like, a science, math, what was math? Like, I didn't understand the point of it, and in school, I really drew myself to like English because I just thought like in books and literature and everything you can really throw yourself into any story and like make it your own, you know, so I think when I was around 11 years old, I really got into writing and I wrote my first 17 page script. Um, I'm trying to think what movie that... It was based off of a Kate Blanchett film. Why do I even know who that is at 11 years old? Don't nice. know.
0: <laughs> I don't know, i I kind of want to read, yeah. yeah, of read too. I uh,
2: don't
3: know why. I'll definitely... I want it to be Elizabeth.
0: Arc. Yeah. Yeah so, yeah,
3: so I don't know why, but I writing was... Um, like, I loved it. It was honestly a stress reliever for me. I grew up in abuse, in an abusive household, so... Anything that could kind of take my mind out of that situation really helped. And I feel like poetry and writing and sports is kind of what got me through the first 10 years of my life. I'm only 18, so I have a lot of room to grow. Um, But how did I get to DFT? So, funny story. (laughs) Hard segue here. My mom works at Barnes & Noble. And one day my mom tells me, oh, uh, a woman... (laughs) a really cool woman i met named Nancy um couldn't remember her last name at the time Nancy Jundy um came into the store i was t- talking to her up at the front
0: be a reader and, be a reader and
3: <laughs> and you know they were getting along the conversation's good i know she recommended a few books and i'm not quite sure how the conversation of me came up but i really love my mom for being my biggest advocate i guess um and I just, I don't know, but I do know that they started talking, it came, I came up, and I really love Nancy for this, because she was kind of like, okay, everyone hypes their child up, is she, like, really a hard worker, <laughs> like, is she really, like, you know, like, don't, like, don't bullshit me, you know, and she was like, no, yeah, yeah, and she was like, okay, like, this is everything she's into, she's seen your podcast, she's seen, She's gone. she knows what DFT is, and I, and I did, and I don't know what, I, I think her response was like, what 17, 18-year-old, no, like, why do you know me, lady? Seriously, like, you're, like, you're like, lady, why do you know who I am? Like, ugh. You're like, <laughs> no, no, no. And um, at the end of the day, she gave her, I believe, number and email. So
0: I handed her the credit card to pay for the books, and she was like, you work at Digital Film Tree? Folks, when I tell you that it's not the first time that's happened, I'm as shocked as you are. I'm as shocked as you are. And then she went into this whole, my daughter loves your podcast. And I was like, I'd love to call bullshit, but who the hell would know that we have a podcast?
1: Is she the first fan to guest appearance on the podcast? Oh, she holds she the title.
2: Oh. oh. Yeah. She's a super fan. Uh, she I elevated.
1: think so. You two sitting at home the park. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> possible. People. Just to
0: be clear, this is not an only murders in the building situation. <laughs> I don't want to see that kind of fruition come to pass. But yes, I believe... If you couldn't be the youngest hire we've ever made, <laughs> you the are the first, first fan, super fan to be sitting on you the podcast You can hold the today. super the super fan title. You oh are my the God. you are where's the my, super uh, fan. My no, throat? you know why? Because her first drop is also going to be her first associate producer credit. So behind the scenes on this episode and others you will watch this season. She has learned the cameras. She has set up the schedule. She has done the research. She has been a part of creating the drop at DFT season seven, part of DFT University then because of it, creating content that allows for other people to be a part of this industry that I think all of us love except for Erin Rollins. (laughs) (laughs) She loves DFT. That, yeah. But do you care how Ted Lasso's made? Couldn't give a shit. I appreciate her honesty. Like,
2: here's the thing. I, I respect and admire the work that gets put into it. I, my, that's not my job. That's not my prerogative. That's not what I, that's not what I want to be done for DFT. I want DFT to get bigger. And the best way to do that is by getting money in and also getting money out. It's very, it's very cyclical. You know, you have to, like, get the get those gears going because without... I thought
0: she was going to say get that cheddar.
2: I don't
3: know. <laughs> okay. Get that cheddar. cheddar. Without
2: your work and without the work that everybody at DFT does even Stormy and Nancy and especially Nancy, without all of that, then there would be like nothing for me to do. So that, like, on that level I respect and admire and appreciate the work that gets done outside of me but I wholeheartedly don't don't care if it goes to air creatively i don't care if it goes to air because still we did the work and we're
0: getting the money in so i feel like the next place to go because i'm so proud of each of you but not just because you perform you do great things you have found your voice and contributed in so many meaningful ways but you've actually done it authentically and transparently and each of you has been very willing to share that experience up or down with age, experience, like there are people that come in that presumably could, might, maybe have a longer resume or list of experiences, et cetera, but you have the DFT experience. And the hardest thing for anyone who joins DFT is acclimating to the culture, could not care less about what you've done. Everybody here has some Herculean backstory. Carlo loves that word, Herculean. (laughs) We brought you in because you solve challenges as a team. That's hard for a lot of folks. Each of you has shown many ways in which you are ready to be a part of a team. But that doesn't change the fact that this is an entry point in your own careers. What's kind of like the big gravity moment or aha that you've had while you've been here?
2: Uh, I can go. Um, Mine was, so like, I was doing front desk and then I was doing dailies. And dailies was really like the best place. If I knew I wanted to do post, I think that that was a good starting place. And for me, it was the lack of like context of what was going on. Like, I didn't go to school for film. I didn't go to school for like any of that, so a lot of the words that people were using and a lot of like the, the lingo and everything it was like, oh, this file has to do this and it has to be plugged into this. I did not understand. <laughs> Granted, I was also in Ohio, so I couldn't get like that one-on-one kind of, it was just reading it and trying to digest what was being said. Yeah. And I was struggling at that, and I knew I was struggling, and part of me was trying to like do the best that I could but I knew that I was good at the billing part of it. Those bills were going out like no tomorrow. We were getting the money in. It was on time. I knew exactly what was happening. I was looking up YouTube videos on QuickBooks to see if there was easier ways to like mm-hmm. like automate things, stuff like that. And that was really my moment of like, I like this part. I don't like that part. That part can go way over there. Um, and, it, I didn't even get to say, I don't want to do dailies anymore. It was Nancy that came to me and said, look, I see that you're really good at this. We have a need. Do you want to be the billing coordinator? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please get me out of dailies. Not that I didn't like the dailies
0: people either. Harsh.
2: Love you guys. It was just the work that was being done. I did not have... Literally
0: the... nothing personal, just professional. <laughs> it wasn't
2: even like...
1: Like it didn't feel like it was your place. It
2: didn't feel right. No, yeah, it didn't yeah. feel. I felt like I was. Um, I felt like I was like, out of my own body, and I felt. It, I felt like it was very fake. Yeah. I didn't feel. Um, it was uh, like a. What's the? I know. Surreal. The, not surreal. Sur- when I think of surreal, I think it's like a good thing. If um, we'll find it. Yeah, okay. we'll we'll figure it out. It's like I don't know. I it didn't didn't feel like I was actually me. I feel like it was a fake person and it was
0: imposter syndrome imposter
2: syndrome
1: <laughs> yeah oh. it felt Girl. like imposter
2: syndrome and i just i was not which
1: is a great like header for like this uh episode being like
0: honestly i could kids. do an episode on imposter syndrome with literally everybody at dft yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. i'm like our chief hear all of it yeah yeah,
2: yeah. It, it did 100 feel like imposter syndrome and i didn't I didn't enjoy it. I was like not getting enough sleep because I was so stressed out. I was like, "I'm mm, gonna, am I gonna screw up tomorrow?" But I always knew that I could do billing. I always knew that billing was gonna be good. What? Ooh, funny, <laughs> I always knew that billing wasn't a wrap, and that's that was my aha moment of like, this is something I'm good at, and I want to do it.
0: That was it dinged at aha. Uh-huh. I'm so uh-huh. proud. Yeah, I feel like I kind of had a few. Definitely.
3: Girl, been here two months.
0: I'm just kidding. Actually, June, July, yeah. August.
3: I was originally supposed to be here till July.
0: Oh, that's right. And then for some reason UCLA starts late. <laughs> oh, I don't care, Bruin, Trojan, whatever. It's like Prince and the Stones, or the oh no. Whatever. I wonder if at like any point, point
2: in your college career you'll be able to submit this video as like a homework or something.
0: It's like
3: oh yeah, that'd
0: oh, be college. Cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find a way to slip UCLA it in
3: UCLA <laughs>
0: extension courses. <laughs> <laughs> send
3: um, her interns. Yeah. So okay. Yes, it's been three months now. Wow. I, wow. I feel like I've been here an eternity. <laughs> Not in a, good way, in a really, really good way. It just, whoa. Like <laughs> I, I has kind of become like a second home for me. You know, or I guess what a true community and what is kind of supposed to feel like you know
0: um who's gonna give the speech
2: um family no community oh, yes because family is different for everybody
0: got you and sometimes families suck
3: okay well so, i was actually gonna say yeah that's true because my family yeah no feel safe no
2: oh no she, i mean this feels safe
3: this feels like a safe space so yeah, yeah community so it does feel like a healthy
2: environment good good,
3: good stuff so yeah um So I kind of, like I said, it was really sink or swim. I felt like I came in at a really interesting time. I came in at the tail end of Lasso, finishing up, and it was kind of chaotic. It was crazy, and I was like, oh, wow, this is the industry. You're either going to get on board, or it's like, sayonara, maybe this isn't for you. And through the chaos, I kind of realized, oh, I kind of like taking chaos and making it organized, or at least finding a way to help in any way I can. Because one thing I definitely have learned from being here is this is my first job and I do know there's so much that I'm learning and so much I still have to learn, but I can say that I will always try and give 110% and throw myself in even if I don't exactly know what I'm doing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm, Ain't it all of us
3: yeah and um, that's why i'm really happy that i've had nancy to kind of be like yo girl what you doing bro like, <laughs> <laughs> what you doing bro but um i'd say the first like real moment i had was tail end of the lasso party when everything just came together like all the hard work all like kind of blood sweat and tears sacrifice it took a lot to put that thing together And it turned out pretty damn good, if I have to say myself. I mean, everyone was happy. People were getting carried out, you know? (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) In a good way.
0: On their shoulders. Like a celebratory (laughs) hurrah.
3: um, They know
0: who they are. They had a great time. We're proud of you. (laughs) Um,
3: yeah, Yeah, that night did end with me getting the honor of taking a picture with Jason and uh, Brendan and it was it was surreal and it felt like okay I've really stepped up yes I may be 18 but I appreciate that Nancy really took a chance on me and I'm really can see like I'm starting to grow I'm starting to be able to hang with people that are older than me and I am gonna continue to learn and I'm gonna prove every day why age is just a number and if you really want to and you can commit to something, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can, you have the capabilities of anyone. You know, I might not have as much life experience, but I really hope to make that up with other stuff. Other but qualities. you also get a head
0: start. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. Definitely. And, yeah. And to say that's a huge thing because there's a lot of people my age that don't have this privilege to get actual set experience get to be around people that this is their job every day. And like, I get to learn what people kind of talk about in film school. And I haven't even started college yet. So I feel like the horizon is, nope, I'm so bad at this. Horizons are forming. I'm, (laughs) I don't know, man.
0: The built. give the Joe Pesci analogy that Um, I gave you, do that. You know, walk in as Joe Pesci, walk out (laughs) as Robert De Niro. Show up 5'3", walk out 6'4". Not that those are accurate heights. I mean, technically he wore lifts for the Irishman. But whatever. Yeah.
1: Is that your hope then, to go into college and then come, like, continue into film?
3: Yeah, my (laughs) interesting conversation. No, (laughs) because I've had this conversation a lot of times with Nancy is, I'm very eager and I'm like, wow, like this is just the beginning and I'm really fine. I'm getting to do things that I talked about with my dad and it was like a vision board and now I'm really getting to do it. And so it's a little hard for me because I'm going to say it wasn't a huge fan of high school and I'm like, ugh, college, like I'm just going to kind of be doing the same thing. Like, I don't what I care about is here. <clears throat> I'm trying to find reasons to spend 30,000 plus dollars out of my bank account.
0: <clears throat> I'm really glad I had not taken a sip of water. That would have been a spit take. <laughs> 30, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in the same boat as you.
2: I didn't I didn't enjoy high school. I didn't want to go to college. I grew up in an environment where it was very much implied that college is the only option. I mean, that's interesting Nancy was mentioning this as a trade. When I think of trades, I think of places that you get, like, certifications, not college. So I heard this from Nancy a million times when I was in college, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. And she would say, she's like, look, get as much as you think you need and, like, figure it out from there. Because in, like, the, the end, the term that's literally pasted all over my social media is just get it done That got me through high school. I was like, okay, I'm just going to get this part done, and I'll move on to this part, and I'll get this part done. Um,
1: If only I met you in, like, sophomore (laughs) year.
2: You could have saved
1: me so much money, Nancy. But no, I was also going going to, like,
2: I was going to a branch of Ohio State University where tuition was significantly less for the same education. But it was still, I still didn't want to do it because I was never good at school. But I can say confidently that there was so much that I learned in college that I can't say that I would learn anywhere other than DFT and the path that I took led me to DFT so yeah that's my spiel go to college for at least as long as you think you need to
1: that's a hot question that a lot of people like oh, want to yeah. ask is like do I go to college do I not mm-hmm. and I I honestly I don't think there's like a secure answer for everyone no. I think you know you find opportunities whether your mom is working at a bookstore or you know you your godmother is like pretty cool. Works in the industry. Yeah, or, <laughs> pretty
3: uh, great.
1: Or or just that you go on the wrong tour and you're like, this is what I want to do. But there is like,
0: or you go on the right tour and you're man right. Mate. Like Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, lucky.
1: I think like when you get out of school though, there is a lot of talk about like, you know, where is your first step of like what you do, and for a lot of people, it's freelance and to find like one off mm-hmm. gigs. And I think very quickly, like mm. for myself, like I found insecurity when it comes to like talking to my other friends who have like benefits in a four oh one K and job security. Wait,
0: you have benefits in a four oh one K and job security. Well, now, now. Oh before. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? I was like, wait, now, yeah, 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 was yeah. Like,
2: wait yeah.
1: yeah. we have oh, all kinds no <laughs> things. But I I going from like freelance wait, and then working at like a, a like I've worked at like big post houses where you become like just a number and a cog and you clock in and clock out and they're doing the same job that essentially we're doing here, you know? And so I think the the scope of having like thousands of people working in a building or freelance, you, you learn uh, when you're young, you know, where you like to be, mm-hmm. you know? Do you like your job? Independence, or do you like to just be a number and then do your own thing in your personal time? I feel like DFT is a great spot where it's you, we have this community, you know, we can talk and share ideas together and be multifaceted and share Mm -hmm. and grow as like a a smaller like company, you know, but still have the benefit and infrastructure. Of a big company.
2: I was about to say I love the structure of DFT but also the knowledge that if I have an idea I have the space to vocalize it I have the space to say hey what if yeah. we did this and I would get feedback to my face rather than like feedback through an email or feedback of saying no I get no but here's why or yes, and that's a good idea and here's why it's a good idea and people like bouncing <laughs> off each other like the get pong game. I yeah. I think that's my favorite part about yeah. That's, that's my, what I
3: love about it. Yeah, is because it might be a small company, but we have big ideas and we're doing big things and like Nancy and Romy were and our team are only gonna keep going in that direction and that's something that I think is just amazing for like we might not be as big as like a disney or warner brothers but like i think our we mindset have... is like
0: what's what's a thing that you were most um impressed by or like i didn't know that existed or that was a part of bringing any of this to life because we do have i mean like we take it for granted but it's it's literally still a foreign concept to most places to store camera masters in the cloud and to do VFX polls in, don't hold me to it, but like 20 minutes to an hour. Like it blows people's minds and we're just like, like it's hard. what we do, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's almost hard at this point to think of what's like a whoa, but if you had kind of like a this place is different That's that's what kind of stuck out to you because you really could go, maybe not in the middle of two strikes (laughs) after a pandemic, which was promptly like followed a recession, but like, you know,
1: it's just semantics, really.
0: It's but you could start your careers anywhere, like Mm -hmm. in each of you, like you've been here two and a half years, you're going into your second year. This one, I I have to ask her every day, please go to college, please, like what was the moment where you were like, I want to dig in here. Like this is, this is something I've not seen before. This was like a, I hate to keep saying an aha moment, but like we really do. And a lot of people out there, I think take it for granted that you can work with an actual group of people to make something better.
1: Yeah. I think um, when I was first hired, I was under training um, and I didn't realize how closely VFXE was with online and color. Um, and so when I was brought on, I was doing VFX polls, but I didn't I didn't get to see the the handoff of where it was going. And so to then have the opportunity to sit with like Jacob Tillman and like see him dropping in and getting feedback by a client and yeah. immediately after me handing off like a shot, you see so quickly in this like tight-knit group, like I'm affecting like Jacob immediately in front of the client, like in five minutes. And to have that ability that that's like a living ecosystem going on all the time that clients get to see their shots, get feedback, and then it comes back to us mm-hmm. in such short tandem, like that's that's pretty cool. Like that's that's not how it's done. Especially when it's like a show
0: that's going to air in like two weeks. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So tell me this. Knowing what you know now, how would you have this conversation with yourself? Because you don't really get to tell other people how to do something. You can certainly give your experience and do with it as you may, sir, madam, they, doesn't matter, like that's your experience, here was mine. But if you could go talk to you and say, here's how it's going to wind up at this point. Here's what I might consider doing next time.
2: I think about this all of the time. Cause like I, (laughs) I believe myself to be a very like, self-aware person after the fact so like i'm capped in hindsight so like when i do something and then immediately think oh why did i do it that way i like literally think all the time about if i had to sit down with let's say 13 year old erin and say tell she her, was so
0: fun she was pretty cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> love
2: give them. her like um Aww. a catch-up of like okay so from 13 to here this is what's gonna happen I would skip all of the high school stuff. I would go straight to to college because high school for for me, and this was my opinion, high school only matters until like you leave. Cause that is your whole world at the point, at the moment. That's all you know. You're living with your, at your parents' house, your guardian, wherever you're living with. And your whole life is circled around this friend, this friend, that friend. And you rarely are really thinking about yourself. And then when you enter college, you're like, some people have to fend for themselves. They're living in a dorm. They're living on their own for the first time. And I would start at the college and I would say, okay, you're gonna do this. This you're, this is gonna feel right for a little while, but then you're gonna get that imposter syndrome again. And then you're gonna have this great opportunity. Remember Nancy? Yeah, Nancy, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, so she's gonna make this Facebook post and you're gonna be hesitant about yourself. And eventually, by the time that you're, like, actually doing it, you're not going to second-guess yourself at all. Because I was always second-guessing myself. And I would give myself kind of, like, the the, the wrap-up of, like, y- you are scared. You are always mm-hmm. going to be scared. But, like, you're going to enter a place where you can take that deep breath, have that good bounce back, and, like, do, like, fix it. Whatever it, whatever it may be. And then there's a part of me that wouldn't want to talk about it. Because I would rather experience it fully again, you know, like kind of just see myself, be proud of myself for where I came, where I cry, (laughs) where I went to from where I was. And I would just want to say, it's going to be great. You're going to have such a good time. You're going to be so happy. You're going to have like you're gonna have that relationship with Nancy that you wanted when you were a kid and like you're gonna did. you were you were miles away like w- I would see you at, at Christmas and like
1: oh <laughs> I bet you were a blast at Christmas <laughs> she
2: was You bring
1: the eggnog because <laughs> like so I didn't
2: that. I didn't have a phone so it was hard for me to like reach reach out and it was like you're gonna you're gonna have your your place and you're gonna feel right And you're gonna have your friends and you're you're <laughs> you're gonna feel safe and you're gonna be happy and I like that part of me doesn't want to talk about it with her I just want to be like just know You'll it's be gonna good. be okay because I I don't know if that answered it properly but it was just like one of those things where I think about it often and I think about both sides like telling her her being prepared for it and possibly going down the wrong path butterfly effect um because she now knows that what's going <laughs> um because she knows what's going to happen and she's going to be expecting it and she's going to um, take the opportunity at the wrong time, yeah, um, which is the part of me that doesn't want to tell her, just saying it's gonna be okay, you're gonna do it.
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of like the young uh, pressure is, you know, there's always like the grind and trying to make the next step and making mm-hmm. sure that you're you know a millionaire successful by thirty, you know, your mm-hmm. hope that yeah. you check off all of those boxes. and I think the more and more. Uh, we step into like mm-hmm. corporate world is like realizing it, it doesn't all have to be figured out.
2: I definitely did not think I was going to have a, such goofy conversations with my coworkers as I do. Because <laughs> um, like like you said, it's it's presented to us in a very different way. Much like how high school teachers would present college as nothing but serious, and then like a professor calls off because he's hungover. Um, but Ooh. yeah, so it's. very much presented at a different site and now that like you're in it
1: yeah and i think your, your world like changes of responsibilities and stuff i i would say that myself from like a freshman in college entering and where i'm at now are like totally different um we were just talking about this of just like um the your whole life blows up very quickly of like you think Sorry, sorry <laughs> me.
0: are <Yeah. laughs> giving you an existential like, your, a- your Your life. They're sharing their yeah. experience. You can choose to absorb or just. You yeah, know, I just feel like your like-
1: your life is it. It can stay simple, and then you add like you know a partner, or you add like moving across
0: the country your friends from college I feel like these are i statements especially with the moving across <laughs> yeah. country yeah. i added a partner and only for oh. like
2: only for a couple months but yeah. like mm-hmm. it still yeah. affected me
1: yeah it's it's uh your your role changes of i think when i first got out of college i was just like i'm just gonna work until i fucking drive and it's gonna this i was gonna be and uh yeah that's unsustainable <laughs> i had
2: six jobs uh, my freshman year of college yeah that's not sustainable I, no yeah well,
0: i had a video store i had two restaurants i was um uh the housekeeper mm-hmm. like the the landlord at the house that i wanted to be in because i didn't want to necessarily live on campus the mm-hmm. summer like i couldn't even move into the dorm Um, and then I also worked at a phone bank and I would drive home on the weekend. So,
3: is that how you bought out your mom's house? Team six
0: jobs. Yeah. Girl, I did that in high school.
2: I mean, (laughs) I, (laughs) I was so desperate to fill my plate because I thought that's what I had to do.
0: Oh, I had to pay for my car.
2: (laughs) I, I wanted independence from home because I also like, I had a very strained relationship with my family and I wanted to be like out of the house as much as i could yep so i was doing the bowling alley i was a sunday school teacher i had a campus job i was doing cello lessons i still worked at uh, the the, this cute estate store in my hometown and then uh, i would do tutoring after school tutoring for kids in the middle school and i because that's what i thought i had to do i thought like okay i'm on my own i see everyone else always busy 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 yeah I have to be I have to do that too.
1: What's enough then? Yeah, that, yeah, uh,
3: what is enough is yeah.
2: And I wasn't giving time for myself to breathe because me too everyone around me was always so busy and I thought that I needed to do that and yeah. I went now in hindsight, Captain hindsight. Just yeah, breathe. that's really That it's was a good like, like Yeah,
3: so
0: is that what you would say to the young Mr. Peffley? hey probably just breathe. I know just his breathe. name is Joshua, but doesn't Mr. Peffley sound a like ring. a Disney prince? Like, is oh, there lower ther- Yeah, ther-
1: ther- Mr. Peffley just but
0: like up? it with sparkles or like Jiffy you know, Peff. Tinkerbellers, like <laughs> the Jiffy Mr. Peff. Peffley, like Disney, or I maybe also, it's Gaston, but we I, like him better than Gaston. When I
2: first met you, I didn't know your first name was Josh. I thought your name was Peffley. Yeah, like, really and you prefer I like, Josh.
0: I would always just say Joshua then. I was Joshua. like, it's yeah. Joshua. I know, no, but, but
1: it's like uh everyone will like it's okay. Everyone <laughs> cuts it because it's like just assume like it's just like Josh. Yeah. It's yeah Josh. So it
0: just happens. That's Gregory Stein. He's our 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 legal counsel. And we have Greg who is greg filkins our our senior post engineer and greg prefers greg and gregory prefers gregory and so every time i hear it flipped i'm like how dare you and also we have one of those <laughs> it's very confusing but we have two
1: joshuas we have and two Aaron. both of us prefer joshua so i i'm pretty it doesn't doesn't work out gluck
0: I also only call him Glock. We have two Aarons, and, like, the yeah. the other Aaron, her
2: first name isn't even
0: Aaron. I know. Oh my
2: I, that, that
3: was hurtful. Yeah, but I I, I, honestly,
2: I kind of prefer
0: Rollins. I think it sounds
3: I like Rollins. Cool. Because you roll in with the, the punches. punches. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. There. What <laughs> would you share with a with a somehow younger Stormy? Um, Although I do feel like you have had a lot of conversations with younger you, because I feel like yeah. you yourself are quite self-aware.
3: Thank you. You're yeah. You're both- Um, I was actually going to play off of what you were saying about, because I'm not very far away from my high school experience. It is so true that high school matters so much until you end and you're like, wow, why did I care about any of that? Mm -hmm. It only took my energy. It took, it added more stress onto the ridiculous academics I had. Um, it was pointless to say the least, so I couldn't agree more with that because I felt like I did get myself so involved with high school and that partially was because I also didn't like being at home. So I would do anything, like I over like exerted myself because I would do anything to not really want to be at home. And that's kind of why I'm trying to, honestly, the biggest thing I could tell myself, you don't have to be perfect. And that's something I'm still learning and I'm still working through because when I was at home I would be scared to be yelled at. I'd be scared to be cornered. Um, all of the above, whatever you want to take from that. I would just be scared. And it kind of put me into this box where I felt like, if I'm not perfect, then something's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would go to the worst. And I think coming into this, this has been such a learning experience for me. And that's definitely something I would tell my I would have told myself younger is just because you have a certain experience at home doesn't mean it's going to be like that in your work your jobs with your relationships you don't have to be defensive not everyone's trying to attack you um, you know it is okay to not agree with someone and not everyone's going to get mad at you for it they're going to want to know well why do you see something this way and that's how you kind of grow and I feel like I'm slowly starting or trying my best to let that part of myself go and be like it is okay to make a mistake because I used to hold my breath and be scared so yeah younger self and I feel like I'm not the only one that thinks that so
2: for me it was a lot of flying under the radar yeah not making big noises yeah so that it was just like you know move on. Yeah. Get over, get through the day, you know?
3: Yeah. And I think another thing is you don't have to have everything figured out. Um, and you also don't have to be on the same path as everyone, because I think for like a lot of people, my age and me included for a long time, I felt like I had to, Oh, this person's doing this. Why am I not there? Oh, I have to be doing this. Oh, wait, no, they're doing that. Oh gosh. All my friends are getting this and doing that. And like, they know what they want to do with their life. Oh my gosh. And I'm the only one of my friends, honestly, that's not, excuse me, doing a science or doing something very mathematical or one of them's doing cancer research or cellular, molecular, ce- I'm like...
2: It's a lot of... Comparing. And I'm like, and
3: then I kind of put my... Yeah, I put myself down thinking, like, this is pretty damn cool. I don't know. Like, yeah, figuring out cancer is amazing, but I love telling stories. That's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to get into this industry is giving... um people that might not have their voices shown as much giving them a platform and letting them share their stories because i feel like as human beings that's the best thing you can do is hear from other people's perspectives and not just one mm-hmm. so that that's my
2: yeah
0: and then someone naturally say Nancy what would you say to uh, yourself
2: i, I really like that and when i was growing up like Nancy would share those. So I'd love to hear your response to that kind of question.
0: I mean, I'll preface this by saying that DFT is fairly trauma-informed, mostly because a lot of us here have gone through, um, and we'll talk about this later, But paying of dues and tough skin. And um, a large part of what I think makes, unfortunately, some folks... Um, do well, especially at a young age in this industry, is having survived trauma. Um, My hope is that we are a proactive environment so that uh, the reactive nature with which many of us have been equipped because of experiences of such a nature, that the upside of stress could be a real thing instead of only the downside, which are, you know, Autoimmune conditions that are triggered by exorbitant amounts of stress, high cortisol levels, which pack on pounds, things that compromise your ability to sleep at night or have a healthy work-life balance, which we'll also unpack later. But for me, um, I had a very similar environment where it was safer if I wasn't home. And so what would I tell that kid? You're doing it right. Keep going. I promise you, the other side of it is so much better. And whatever you got to do right now, keep with the Michael P. or sorry, the uh, Alex P. Keaton idea that you have in your head. If you live your life with the idea that one day you will run for office and be under such an untenable amount of public scrutiny, like I told that story (laughs) on a South by Southwest special. With Bill Lawrence that like, cause he, he worked on family ties Mm and so many wonderful shows. And I remember that I remember not the episode, but I remember hearing him say, if you just live your life, like one day you're going to be under such public scrutiny that you just won't do things wrong so that you won't have to like worry about that. But outside of that, do what you've got to do to get to the other side of 18. Once you have the ability to make decisions for yourself, you have your own agency to do with your person and decisions and future as you see fit, you're going to be just fine. Be just fine. And so every single, like the best day I had as a kid is nothing compared to the worst day I've had as an adult way better i'd take my worst day as an adult nine thousand times over my best day as a kid and it was largely um difference i didn't have to be perfect actually nobody really cared that was a different weight to carry to have no one care if i succeeded or failed but to have the weight of not being allowed to make those decisions myself or to be told that I was too young to make those decisions, even when it was clear, <laughs> I was doing pretty good. <laughs> um, it, was, it was infuriating in a way that I've never experienced since. In um, some other episode, if anyone ever wants to actually talk about ageism on the other end of the spectrum, because mm-hmm. that's the only time where I can imagine being as horrified when you're older, that much wiser, and physically not capable Or allowed to make those decisions Mm -hmm. that sounds terrifying but for what I would tell that kid keep going you got it you're gonna be okay sucks I know it sucks right now but you're gonna make it to the other side of that so um, speaking of and that whole paying of dues like how do you deal with that or or let me start with that. How about ageist doubts like, well, you're new and you're so young. And like, I feel like everyone here has had their bully some sort of an experience or just flat out like, oh, you do, don't know do, do what you're doing. Like nothing, nothing ruffles my feathers and gets me worked up faster than that. Does that help you? Okay, <laughs> maybe not you, but like, <laughs> no. don't you dare. i brought that person in here. And I will take you out if you talk to them like that again. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Do you do want
1: to go? Because I, I got mine. <laughs> yeah, so I, too, but yeah. I, I would just say it's just present. Like, you just have to be cognizant of it. And I think, Did like. you say prison or it's present. present? It's present. you got to be present. It? I was it's like, got to be present. present. No, I just like. It's a uh, prison. prison. I think you have to, like, as a young person, clock that, mark it, address it. Or come back to it and not let that just run under the table. And I think that's something that, you know, I, I've learned as, like, you have a voice. You are an employee just like everyone else. And that I, and I'm and i grateful that, like, TFT has, like, opportunities that we can, like, talk and openly, like, uh, bring up and unpack those things. But, yeah, I've definitely been in the presence of people being like, oh, no So cute, so so tiny, (laughs) and uh, yeah, you have to you have to clock that and and stand up for yourself and have your own voice to say that's not okay.
2: I will say like Pfeffley is on bar on par with it. That's like exactly what I would what I was gonna say. I will add that a lot of the times, like for myself especially, because I used to be really bad with confrontation. I'm not. I used to be really bad with like addressing it in the moment or addressing it after the fact um cuz especially with like comments like oh, you're your generation or yeah. you're just so young you guys can't take a joke or you guys can't um like you guys have like you need thick skin like the term you don't have thick skin or you need to get thick skin makes me want to scream physically and violently <laughs> I mean
0: scar tissue it
2: that someone stabbed you (laughs) it's just like you don't know what another person has gone through yeah you don't know how much like even at 18 years old you don't know how much in that 18 years you've had to deal with you don't know how much in my 22 years I've had to deal with so that's not a fair thing to say at all but for me it was the how do I approach it without Proving the point. How do I approach it without Showing that person who just told me I'm I'm too sensitive that what That's they right, said yeah. wasn't okay and It's coming a lot to our like the turn they will complaining about Millennials all the time But like now the complaint about Gen Z is that we're too sensitive. I don't I think you're a Gen Z I assume I think yeah, you might if do you, you know what year were you born?
1: 98
2: Gen Z um <laughs> So
1: Label. check
2: actually check. No, I don't want to bring up, <laughs> but like the numbers. Is thinking I'm Gen Z. Yeah, so it really? was. Be, it's between. Um, I was born in 04 It's not that far. Ninety seven. No, so. but, but you're like, on the cusp. It's ninety seven to two thousand five.
0: Oh, why? Mm. was mm. two thousand five? Two thousand
2: five. Afterwards is Gen Alpha.
0: Oh, that that Alpha sounds, sounds aggressive, fire. aggressive. Sounds but aggressive. It's
2: just one of those like, how do I approach and bring up? like what you just said, not okay. Not even in just like a, a personal way, but in like a professional setting. You can't say that to somebody, which without them, like- What was it? If someone comes up to you and says, oh, your generation is so sensitive, how, how do you bring up or like some kind of term that equates to your being sensitive or um, like a term derogatorily turned towards like a generation?
0: My generation eat pizza. What? I, that's probably how I would respond. If they <laughs> I, know so much about my generation, I'd just start asking yeah, them but questions like, about my generation. Like for if me, it's... it
2: would be—it was always hard to like bring it up without proving the point. And I don't think I've learned a good way to do it yet. You know? Yeah, I don't. Without saying you can't, you can't say that because that's a generalized term, and generally those aren't great. <laughs> yeah. Because it can't. You don't know what yeah. someone's gone
1: through. Yeah. How would you handle it? Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I remember getting a lot of that. And I remember uh, having a lot of those discussions with myself about how to handle it. And sometimes, uh, I don't know if that was good or bad. It often depended on the person saying it. And if I could discern their intention behind it. Because uh, again, and I think this is similar for everybody at this table, um, you work hard, and you are at least with me. I feel like you enjoy communication and having like some. Here's where we are, and we can have a back and forth. Yeah. And I think I found a larger difficulty with people that wanted to tell me who I was. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, Do I like pizza? Yeah. You
2: tell know, me. like tell me if I do.
0: And if there was an intent to harm, I was just, I'd already been like stabbed so much that I was like, bring it. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of how I approach it is I'm very, very competitive. Um, And I don't know if that really shows here very much. I'm not sure. I think we haven't played
2: Mario Kart together.
0: Oh yeah. I bet it would like maybe in that kind of situation, but I think you're like genuinely you're genuinely curious mm-hmm. and you yeah. want to learn from people. And so I don't know that it necessarily yeah. would have a way to present.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like it's situational. My only thing is just like in response to when people underestimate me, homegirl, I'll see, you, and I'll see you next time.
0: That is kind of what led to everything you did at the Lasso (laughs) party. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, to be fair, my parties are kind of epic. I can at least give myself that much credit. Yeah, There's a lot that goes into them. And so I'm saying, like, I need someone to find me a gas lamp from the 1940s. Mm -hmm. I could give all the context in the world and you're still going to be like, she's off her. Not oh. <laughs> but then you see it all come together, yeah, and you're like, why did she really hire some chai tea cart to like, they oh got my good biscuits, mom, they we got, have good biscuits, got biscuits. all of together. We have Tim out there with a chainsaw cutting a hole in the fence you, Tim. so that we can oh. have. I mean, all yeah, of God, these, like, doing what? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> But like all, and we put an art gallery and a brand new, but like all of these things that until it all come together, you took as much of a chance on me as you feel I took on you, like helping with all of this. Mm -hmm. But you saw every opportunity where others maybe sat down and were like, the lady's nuts, I'm not doing that. And you ran with it and you ended up giving like so many important tours and meeting people and doing things that like, I literally, I, I shouldn't have had the access I had when I was like 20 something fresh off the boat from Ohio landing in LA. But it was like, I was, I was curious, I was excited and I was humble enough to say, I don't know how to do that, but I'm willing to learn. Put me in coach. And so nine times out of 10, when someone felt like in my day, and they were upset about what kind of access I had or you know, the fact that I was where they had worked so hard to get that I even yes. existed in that same space. I was just like, if if it was more of like a warning and they genuinely wanted me to know what they had gone through and mm-hmm. I should expect that too, I would just say, yeah. oh, it sounds like you need a coffee. You want me to get you a coffee? That sounds. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's coming
1: from a different place, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not about you. Yeah, it's I always agree, yeah. about the other person being. You know. Yeah. And that if it was forward.
0: like I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you through what I went through, it was usually like, I wish you hadn't had to go through that. But you know what? Yeah. If it helps me get and learn what you know and where you are, let's do this. Ah. Oh! fastest way to end an enemy is to make a friend of him. That's a Ted lasso kind of thing right there. True. But, I mean, it really, it was always disarming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And ever yep. since, um I forget what movie it's in, but I love that word. It's disarming. To get someone to put down what is meant to hurt you. Yeah. How do I just, how do I get there? Yeah. How do I get there?
2: Yeah. I will say. As quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, like, I have friends who are not much older than me. They're in, like, their 30s. And, like, when I...
1: Much older than you.
0: That's... No. like, when On I say you, 30s, like I mean...
2: Okay.
1: Friends that were in their 30s, I would be like, yes. No, but when I... Kids, some... they okay. have kids.
2: <laughs> These friends don't have kids, which is why I consider them not much older than me. Um And when I say 30, I mean, like, 30 or 31. You know, yes, I'm 22, but, like, they... I experienced them I've been around them a lot so they when I told them I was coming out here they were like oh my gosh you're gonna go out there you're gonna do so great and then I came back and usually of like the the concept of oh you left and came back that must mean you failed and then I left and came back and Mm -hmm. I have this amazing job and I'm having the time of my Mm -hmm. life I have these benefits I have like what you have now That you had to, like, that they saw that they had to work so hard for. Mm. And I had to have the conversations with them of just because this is my godmother and just because I came back does not mean that I did not work my ass off to get where I am.
3: Who in this
0: room has seen me be harder on her than anyone else in the company? you no, can raise I your hand I don't, fine, know, but... I don't know if I have yet uh, I don't know not It's not on the billing calls yeah, it's no, fair I don't want to be on the billing yeah, calls can I not on the billing I'm not on the I, not I don't know if I'm
1: going to be able to
2: it's, it's <laughs> very much I have had to sit Did down and have the that? conversations with these people and say look guys oh, yeah. I don't appreciate the jokes of we get it you have this and that at 22 I would like to have these conversations about my job and like talk to you as if we are peers Ixnay the like Age gap. Oh, I yeah. I now have ex- I experience a lot of the same things you do. Just because it's a Hollywood job does not make it any different. I do as little of Hollywood stuff That's... in 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 DFT that there is to do. Other than like I, I I'm going to say that confidently because like Susan still talks to clients and Susan still experiences people coming in and out of the building.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I talk to like to them for the money, but That's like just... again, it's my job That's to do funny. the money.
0: Oh, yeah, and most of the money people really don't, like... They
2: don't want to have a conversation. They don't want to, yeah. like, know how Gomez, my cat, is doing. They don't, like... I think the only one I've had that with is Dee from Cruel Summer.
0: and But like, that's because she has a blind bulldog. It's so cute. Yeah, but,
2: like, I yeah. occasionally get the, the billing folks that are, like, happy, fun, let's have a conversation. But most of the part, it's billing folks that are, like... Yeah, thank you. Um, by the way, this number's wrong, or me having to like hunt them down and threaten horseheads in their beds um, to, because oh, no. they they owe us money. It's but like you know, it's I've had to have those conversations with. We don't actually do
0: that. No, we, we don't. understand For legal that reasons, one of the biggest part of you know doing a show together is the finance and having happy, healthy conversations about it, not threatening. Yeah, Godfather we can cut Father that tactics. part
2: out. Sorry, but we can edit that in post. But I think, like, the industry,
1: like, post-COVID came into this um, adoption of, like, oh, the film industry can also be, like, remote jobs, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like DFT... Well, I'm asking you to set it up as, like, what is your stance as DFT, like, even with, like, younger entry-level positions of, like, being remote or hybrid Mm -hmm. or... uh, So (laughs) with, uh, like new hires and new entries into the like film industry with and with covid too Mm -hmm. it introduced a lot of like these hybrid remote jobs a lot of people working in the east coast are trying to find landing spots of where Mm -hmm. is home like as a business of dft like how have you i guess what was your stance on like remote jobs and like I don't know, trust with remote work and and all of that. How, how is uh, you and like Rami's like conversations about DFT being remote or mm-hmm. in person, how has that grown?
0: That's actually a really good question. And uh, I'm gonna be kind of serious about that because yeah. also after two strikes and a lot of people who decided to leave the industry, I mean, Los Angeles itself was already um you're you're native but like a lot of people get here maybe make it 2 years and then they're out um some people make it to 5 and then they're out we've we've had people who've been here 20 plus years decide that this covid and the isolation or i can't do another strike or turns out my skill sets are applicable elsewhere we will go through a rather large onslaught like we did after the writer strike in 2008 of new talent. And um, I think probably one of the biggest heartbreaks for me was watching the abuse that then happened because people did not, I don't, I don't know how to, they didn't see it coming. Or they didn't necessarily think receiving receiving that because they were young
1: and they were
0: excited for the opportunities that others had left behind. Needed it. They, I don't even know that they needed it, but they wanted it. Some people did need those jobs. Um, And they were also then willing to take far less than they deserved. um, Do things that were not a part of that job and endure Uh, psychological verbal emotional abuses that just would leave an impact that no job can unwind and so how do I feel about that Um, I'm honored and privileged that we have a place that knows how to build on trust and we look not just for talent and ability and kindness and potential, but also, um, are you going to want this? Like, is this something where you will also want to to adapt and grow and pivot? And how challenged will you be by that environment? Because that's one of our biggest assets is watching somebody find, they're not just they're like, okay, so it's not dailies, but it is billing because that doesn't happen for everybody, but there is certainly a moment where they realize I can put that down. I don't have to speak to people that way, or I don't, I don't need to get that done as quickly as I always thought I did, or I don't need to feel like I'm always wrong and on the edge of getting fired or any of those things that, 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 Those are absolutely huge aha moments for people. And how will you adapt to that? Because there are literally in your brain, every time you learn something new, it creates a wrinkle. That's a pathway. And so if somebody's deep grooves are of a certain manner, we're getting them out of that. Even at your age, you could have deep grooves. Can they come out of that? And can they for them, for themselves even just say, oh, it can be done another way. Other people have other ways that I might be able to learn from. So that was a very long winded, uh, theoretical, philosophical way to answer what I think you were probably more meaning. How do we feel about hiring someone in Piedmont, North Dakota? or Bozeman, Montana, or Chillicothe, Ohio, or you know any of these places that I know exist and know that you download the drop and you listen to. Because one day, you might find yourself in a position to do this for other people. And I hope you will. Because there are good people in this town. And there are great jobs to be had. And as hard as it is out there right now, for the writers, for the actors, uh, I will save my jokes about the directors. Um, for the VFX people, for the crafts people, for the hair and makeup people, for the gaffers, for sound mixers, for re-recording mixers, for everybody who does not get the luxury of having people keep watching or stay in the theater to see their name go on the screen. And especially for those who will never have that go on the screen. But you built that set. You covered that zit. You sang the song. You scored the soundtrack. You did 9 million different things that go in. You made... You were the onset medic for the person that shouldn't have done the thing they did the night before. Any number of things. There are so many ways in which... This is a possibility for the many ways in which you are gifted and talented and want to be here and figure out how to be a part of this. And so there are inroads wherever you are. Find your tribe. Lots of people have cameras and the desire to be, this will date me, the next Kevin Smith. With a $27,000 budget because there's an open credit card and a camera in his hand. Or the Richard Linklater who had a bunch of great buddies and wanted to make Slacker. Or even our very own Mike Streeter who's going to go make Clawface. We're Woo! so proud. And uh, with that.
3: I get to experience that. We,
0: Stormy plugged herself. She's she's going to go on set. She's going to do the thing. <laughs> very excited for you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another drop. We'll see you next time here at DFT.